The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, happy May to everyone out there. Yes, this is your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am still coming to you live. And I'm very grateful for that, to be able to come to you live, because that means I'm still breathing. Here from Holly Springs, North Carolina. Yes, thrilled to be in our new home, which is getting even more and more um, decorated and settled into. Uh, I wish I can show you some of the pictures. Maybe I'll go around. I'll, I'll put some up on Facebook, on my Facebook page, because it's just fun being here and redecorating. And all this newness is really good. And you should take the opportunity of creating some kind of newness in your life, you know? It's all about renewal. Well, being the month of May, it's all about celebrating that divine feminine, the mother, the nurturing aspect, and mothers. And we're going to talk about that today because it's really important to understand why, again, we created the holiday of Mother's Day, why it's important to celebrate mothers. Okay. We're going to talk about that. I just want to let everybody know um, of some of the upcoming topics that we're going to be talking about. Uh, next week on May 12th, we're going to be discussing, are you using your intuition or just guessing your way through life? There's so many times I've got people calling me and they lay out before me this major question. And most people have questions, of course, that they want answered during my readings. Then they lay it out. Should I be doing this or should I be doing this? And I'm talking about major questions like whether someone should do chemotherapy because they've just been informed that they have cancer of some kind. Um, from something deep like that to whether or not I should drop my boyfriend or leave my wife or all different things like that. And I'm like, what are you tapping into out there? And they get these feelings, but then they back it up and, and support it with these physical ideas, these left brain thinking ideas. And I'm like, well, what about the intuition? Some people think they're tapping into my gut feeling. I hear that all the time. My gut feeling tells me, my gut feeling tells me. Well, on next week's show, let's discuss whether it really is your gut you are feeling or is it your emotions bogged down in your gut? Because both can happen. So that's going to be on next week's talk. Then on the 19th, I am extremely excited about this. Extremely excited about this. The title is, She Became One of the Most Inspiring People I Know. Today's special guest. I am having a special guest on the show she, she put herself through one of the most dangerous and difficult processes as a true act of self-love and self-care. 
So on the 19th, I am having as a special guest my daughter, Kimberly Jenna Bryant. You need to hear her story. You need to hear her journey. She's going to share her most emotional and physical journey experiences through losing over 175 pounds. So you need to join her, not because you want to lose weight, but because you want to understand how you can go from a feeling weak, feeling out of control, to feeling connected, inspired, controlling and in your own life, being able to create what you want, unlimited, powerful, all of the above. Join me that Wednesday, May 19th. And then the final um, talk of the month is going to be about good spirits, bad spirits, or your imagination. You know, so many people want to tell me that, they're, oh, they're mediums. Oh, they've had experiences. Oh, I see these spirits. Oh, I know that these spirits are following me. And, and I'm like, really? What are they doing? What are they saying? Uh, what's your experience with them? And it's like, really? Is it your imagination now? Are you making them up? Are you creating your own spirits, bugging the you-know-what out of you? Well, join me at the last Wednesday of the month. And we're going to talk about that. But right now, we are on the first Wednesday of the month, May 5th. That's today. Like I said, happy May to everybody. And again, you notice another month, which, which by the way, just to remind you, but this is crazy. We're almost halfway through the year already. Half, Almost halfway. Next month is the halfway point. Half of the year is almost done. I I can't keep up with it anymore. <laughs> these days just go by me. I think that's how I was just talking to my wife about all these wonderful things. I have had and will be having this week alone about six television interviews all over the country, San Antonio, Sacramento, Dallas, um, San Francisco, Illinois, all these ABC, CBS, NBC live broadcasting interviews, plus all my clients that have been calling me, plus all of the appointments in my natural life, plus taking care of this house. I know I'm manifesting. I'm not complaining here. It's been exciting as everything and anything, but half the year has almost gone by. It's May. And guess what? Again, in the month of May, we stuck in a holiday as in June coming up, right? Mother's Day this month, Father's Day next month. It's like every single month does have a holiday to celebrate. Why? Why Mother's Day? It was actually, I believe it was Theodore Roosevelt on a petition from a woman. I forgot her name. I don't have her name in front of me. It's not one of those names that you would just, it wasn't Susan B. Anthony or anything like that. But it was a petition from a woman saying that, or requesting that a special day be created to honor mothers. And it was signed in. Um, I could be wrong as far as the president, but I'm thinking it's that time period, if I remember correctly. 
and Mother's Day was created. But but it wasn't created because that woman requested it. It wasn't created because the president signed it in as a national holiday. It was created because inspirationally something was telling us to honor another part of us. Now, why is it so important? Okay, you would think it's because, well, mothers you know, bared the children and we're 11,000 years old and mothers have been doing that. Women have been doing that for over 11,000 years and they've been raising their children. For the most part, the majority of mothers do that. Of course, there are circumstances where either from mental illness, the mother doesn't do that and gives up the child or the mother is too young, got pregnant too early, cannot take care of the child, um, is on some substances. There's all different reasons why there has to be mothers that give up their children. But it's also part probably of a soulful understanding and plan or being caught up with things. But for the most part, mothers raise their children. And so we decided that we want to honor that. Oh, is it just the mother, that mother? Remember, every single holiday we've created, we've interpreted one way, but has a far deeper meaning. So why is it we need to honor mothers? Because mothers are the strongest representation of our right brain, of the side of us that as souls we purposely created. Remember, there was neither the feminine or the masculine separated upon our original creation. God created an androgynous being of no sex, of no gender. None. It was just one form. Adam is not God's creation. Adam is the son of man, man's creation. The history of the Bible starts from man's creation, not from God's creation. Of course, we threw in the beginning story of creating the heavens, the earths, and all stuff like that, but we were already around, and we were helping God co-create all of that. So prior to there being male and female, we were androgynous beings that came down on this planet. And as androgynous beings, our two greatest gifts were combined in one being. And we went down a slippery slope with both those gifts. We learned quickly enough that we were tapped into a power, a force, that God force, or the Star Wars, the force whatever you want to call it. No, not Mother Nature. Mother Nature is attached to the Earth, not the Force. The Force was something higher and greater beyond this planet. And as new beings here, without any kind of filtration or governing system, you know how you have in your home, you have a governor on your electricity that's connected to the house. The house receives 210 volts of current on the outside, but you have governors on the inside, circuit breakers, that bring the 210 
voltage down to a 110 voltage in the United States and 210 in Europe. But there's governors governing that. You have governors governing your water pressure, right? Water comes to the house at a certain force. And then I'm only talking about this as an example because we're just built a house and talking about that. And so there's a governor outside attached to your water that allows it, it turns down a force that comes into the house. Well, when we first came here, we did not have any type of governor system. There was no way to turn down the force or our use of it, our power, our connection. And as young souls, children, childlike, in our knowledge and wisdom, but our ever desire to know more and know quicker than we were capable of handling it, we learned how to harness and tap into that power. And we used it for good to start with. I don't know how long, you know, maybe centuries, who knew? You know, we'll find out once we get to the other side. Time is irrelevant. And so we learned how to harness that energy and we constructed things with it. We built things with it. We grew things with it. We helped heal anything that needed to be healed with it. But soon enough, we learned that we could destroy with it, that we can control others with it. And eventually we used that power and that force we went down that slippery slope without anything stopping us, and we used it against ourselves and destroyed everything that was around, including our own existence of what we created for ourselves to be in this physical world. Then they couldn't, you, can't, you couldn't destroy the souls because that God created. What God created, we can't destroy. What we created, we can. So... Here we are back in the heavenly planes and dimensions and going, oh, wow, that was a big mistake. Um, but there was nothing to stop us. There was nothing to keep us from going down that slope. There was nothing to turn us around and say, hey, wait. I mean, maybe the spiritual, you know, all you angels, all you guys over here or people over here or beings over here that decided to stay here. We didn't hear you. We couldn't hear you. Well, we've been shouting to you. We were trying to tell you you were going in the wrong direction, but you weren't listening. Well, there's the problem. We, we, we you know, we got in our own ways. We're going to have to devise another system here. Number one, to turn down and govern the amount of power we have until we are knowledgeable enough and experienced enough to be able to use it. We should not be tapped into our unlimited power and force without knowing what we can do with it completely. Two, we need to stop ourselves from going down that slippery slope. You know, there's got to be something to be able to turn us back. Or at least when we're going down that slope, we don't bog down every skill, every ability inside of us. Well, okay, so we sat around and we decided, okay, what are our two most important gifts? Of course, we're unlimited, but, but what do we have within us that is controlling all of this? Okay, well, I got it. 
And um, I don't know, maybe those at that time, I'm sure there were other names for it. Doesn't matter, but this is the idea, okay? Bear with me. So it's like, okay, well, one of the gifts we have is what connects us with our souls, with spirit, with God force, with our angels, and anybody else who's over here, one connects us to that and our guidance system. That's, that's, we'll call it intuition. So our guidance system is our number one gift because that tells us everything. It taps into all the knowledge. It taps into all the guidance. And, and, and in any time that we may be making a mistake and our brothers and sisters on this side are shouting out or dad is shouting out or mom is shouting out, hey, you're making a mistake, stop. We'd hear we would hear that, okay? So that's that definitely one of our greatest abilities. It's the most important part. Feeling, I think feeling goes along with that. Having emotions goes along with that. That's why we're down on earth. We, got, we went down there to experience all these wonderful feelings. Yeah, there's some negative ones that we experience too, but at least they're together. You can't separate them. We were very creative and and uh, um, in that process and very imaginative. That was part of creativity. So you can't separate that because our imagination links with the emotion because we create things that feel good. And then we knew how to take care of each other. We knew how to take care of each other. That was automatic. There's a nurturing in there. There's an automatic nurturing. So all of that should be together in one clump. Okay, but then is the other side, right? We did create a crystal, so creativity was important. But then also knowledge in how to put it together, thinking about it was important. Thinking. Okay, so thinking is important. And then there's some different thoughts that people have. So you got to put those thoughts together and try to figure out which is the better choice. So reasoning, reasoning seems to be legitimate and keeping it together. Well, what about strength? We needed, we required physical strength. We acquired, required agility to get through things. That seems to be all connected together on one side. So we'll, we'll do that. And what about the risk taking? Well, you, you don't take risks unless you think through the process. And you feel strong enough to do that. So that all seems to just go hand in hand. So there's one group. That's really important. So that intellect, it's also labeled because without the intellect folk, we would get a feeling from our intuition. But if we don't know what it is, if we don't think through it, then we won't know what we're hearing. So intellect is vital. And it goes along, but it must be separated because that's the part. See, that's what we got caught up in because we were thinking we were doing the right things, but there was no gut feeling. There was no intuition telling us we were doing something wrong because we weren't paying attention to it. We were paying attention to the that one part, the thinking part. So those seem to need to be separated in some way. How are we going to separate them? How do we protect them? How do we protect them? Well, we don't want to just live by that. You can't live as an intellect without intuition, and you can't live with intuition without intellect knowing what the intuition is saying. So you need to have both, but they have to be preserved in some way. Okay, you know what? We went down there as one androgynous being. 
What happens, what do you think would happen if we went down as two beings? Two. So instead of being androgynous, okay, the, the thinking side and the intuition side being important, let's separate them. Let's separate them. Let's create two beings. One has a prominence of the intellect. The other has the prominence of intuition and all that goes with each. Of course, put both in there, but definitely want to give attention maybe to one above the other until that's all balanced out. And that will work together in some fashion, in some way, so that we can build, we'll also create a system in both, both because, you know, just the intuition alone is not going to be enough. Just intellect alone is not going to be enough to get the true guidance from us. So, so let's create these, these governing systems to our power that, that as each one becomes more perfected, we gain more power. Let's start out with the physical element. Remember, we got really physical down there. We, we, um, we built things. We grew things. The planet. We ate things. You know, that kind of thing. We got really physical. So let's start the first center on the physical level. And then the intuitive, the important stuff that we need to hear, the spiritual stuff. We'll put that on a high level. Well, how many levels do you think we should have in between? Well, I don't know. We'll create. Well, look at look at the animals that are down there now. Look at what we created. We created all of these animals, and they seem to have these glands and organs and all these things that help control them. Okay, and and look at the one. They have all different ones. So I I think we can create this body, this transport mechanism, and based on whatever ever else is created down there, we'll put these seven the seven important systems, the seven glands that control everything of the human body, they should be in control of our power. They'll be our guidance system. Well, now, well one country is going to call them chakras and, and another part of the world eventually is going to call them spiritual centers. It doesn't matter. But we'll make seven of them, right? Seven is an important number to us. It took God six days to create. It took God and us six days to create all the physical things of the universe, relatively speaking, whatever a day we're deciding is. And then we rested on the seventh day. So that seems to be a number that's important to us, seven. So we'll create seven centers inside of us. And so when we go down there, we'll go down there together, we'll grow, we'll learn. And as we're learning, each center will begin to open up and we'll gain more power. And then the next center will open up and we'll gain more power until we finally are mature enough to handle all our power. And all seven centers are open. So what are we going to call these two beings now? They're two separate beings. We've got to make them different. We've got to make them different. Let's call one man and the other one woman because she has a womb and we're going to decide that she's going to be the one that carries because the intuition is important to be able to raise us.
down there is as look at down there there's a difference there's female beings there's these beings there's these male things with these things hanging between their legs and these female things that we created that doesn't have the things hanging between our legs let's form the same way so we'll call men we call woman woman because they're that animal that gorilla is carrying a baby in 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 her womb so we don't want to just call her a womb you know and 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 a man um represents all of mankind or you mankind that's the word we we were inspired to create so we'll say this one's a man and this one is a womb man okay all right there we go that sounds good great and that way, if as a man I'm making a mistake, the woman can help bring me back because her intuition will tell me to remind me of my own intuition. And if a woman gets caught up emotionally in her intuition and not understanding what her gut is really telling her, the male in me will remind her of her manness. But at least we're protecting both and we won't make the same mistake in destroying ourselves. And there you've got man and woman. Now, is this a phantasmical story that I've created? Of course it is, because that's exactly what I believe. Um, a matter of fact, I'm not the only one who believes that. If you read any Edgar Casey material, Edgar Casey talks about that. Shirley MacLaine in her, um, oh my gosh. Walking the Camino, the Camino walk. I forgot exactly the, the direction. I got the book up on my shelf here. Uh, walking the Camino, she had an experience at the end of her walk. The Camino is a spiritual path in South America, at the top of South America, that leaders and spiritual leaders walked in order to be in tune to their higher selves. So she walked that path, had an experience, and kind of gave a story of creation, not exactly like mine, maybe some similarities. But the point is that that makes more sense as to why we created this. So when we come back, we're, we're approaching the break right now. And so when we come back from the break, we'll discuss exactly why we needed to create Mother's Day and Father's Day, which is in June. So don't go away. The story gets more exciting, but at least you know why there's different genders at this point we created it out of a need of preservation so this is the stop stopping yourself show i am your host psychic therapist and medium vincent jenna stick around it gets more exciting Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome back. And if you're just joining me for today's episode, we are, of course, talking about the celebration of Mother's Day and the need for having created it. 
Yes, it's what we have needed. And if you've noticed, there's been a holiday every single month at the from the beginning of the year on from all these holidays that we created, not just so that Hallmark can make their money and all the businesses can make their money selling all these wonderful presents and gifts and wrapping paper and beautiful cards, but for us to remember important things about who we are. And if you've missed the beginning of my show, it is vital that you go and listen to it because it is the true story of how the male and female were created. And I promise you it wasn't from God having created Adam out of dust and woman being taken from his rib, one of his ribs. That is not the true story. That is the story we created in order to accept or be comfortable with. But it's not the truth. Go listen to the beginning part of today's episode and you'll get the true story of how we created the male and the female. So here we've got now Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. All right. So as I said before we went into the commercial, that we now preserved, we preserved our two greatest gifts, which are intuition and intellect. One requires the other. However, intuition is by far one of the most important because it carries with it the connection to your emotions, the creative side of you and the nurturing side of you, which is what you all must tap into in order to live a life of fulfillment here and to understand who you really are. Intellect alone is not enough. And sometimes the intellect can actually get in the way. Now, emotions can get in the way, too, which is one of the reasons we, we jump into the intellect, the left brain, and don't want to be thinking of it, of the emotion. So here, so scientifically, instead of calling it the male side and the female side, they negated the gender difference and went to just calling it left brain, right brain. So you've heard both terms. And once you came into the spiritual and metaphysical realms, you heard divine masculine, divine feminine. Why is it divine? Because both were created originally by the divine. And so it being inside of us and who we are and what we're made of, we also are divine then with a divine feminine and with a divine masculine. So why the need to celebrate? Is it because all the non-mothers of the world just lost respect for mothers and weren't paying attention and so we needed to create a special day to make sure people honored that? Or were we inspired to create a day to focus on an important aspect of who we are. We are all mothers. We all nurture ourselves and others. We all have intuition. We all have emotions. We all have intellect. Next month, we're going to remind us of that. But let's just talk about what we need to remind us of now. And in watching the mothering process, and watching mothers raise and connect with their children, one of the things that I've been doing, I've been interviewing on all these television shows around the United States, talking about the concept of mother's intuition and that special bond and connection that mothers have with their children. But in actuality, 
if there is no such thing as mother's intuition. There is such a thing as woman's intuition and male intuition, but there is no such thing as mother's intuition. Mothers pay attention to their intuition more, but what about if it was mother's intuition, if it was biological, if it was genetics, if it was in our DNA, then how does a non-biological mother wind up developing the exact same connection, the exact same intuitive understanding? You see it. You see it within mothers. They know when something is wrong with their babies. And as the babies grow up and leave the household, they know something's wrong with my son, something's wrong with my daughter. I got to give them a call. Maybe they got into an accident or they're not feeling well, but mothers feel that inside and she's paying attention to that. That's the whole reason why we separated our gifts is so that one would be paying attention to it more and remind the other. By the way, it's not that men don't have the same intuition. It's not that fathers don't have the same intuition, but they could be at work. They could be out in the field back in the old days what was it about? Mothers stayed home, raised the children. That's what created the community. Without that, we would not be 11,000 years old and we would not have communities. And so mothers raised the children in the communities. They took care of each other, the neighbors. They took care of those who were ill. And fathers, because they were more physical, they had the muscles we created purposely in one being with more of the kind of muscles that would require heavy lifting. You know, shooting and killing a water buffalo and dragging it home is no easy task. We certainly didn't just eat rabbit and squirrels, you know, when we were evolving. Building huts required chopping down trees and branches and gathering and all of that stuff and putting stones, creating mud, creating cement, creating pyramids. That took a lot of strength. And so the fathers were away from the household. And so right in the middle of killing the water buffalo or the hog, the wild boar, or preserving or saving somebody who was about ready to be eaten by a lion, you know, it took concentration and focus. So if he got an intuitive flash that something is wrong with his child, the first thing he's going to be thinking about is, well, mother is home with him or her. She'll take care of it. I can't think about that right now. So he got very used to not listening to the intuitive messages about his children. The mother was there for it. It's not that he didn't get them. He didn't need to pay attention to them, especially in his mind. And then he socialized and got very used to not listening to them. But however, today, things have changed. You notice the world has changed. There's single parenting, both by the mother or the father. There is reversal of roles. I know in our child, our son, I was, I was a professional actor at the time that our son was born. So I was home most of the time when I wasn't doing acting and my wife went to work. So instead of paying for a daycare person, especially back in those days in the early 80s, it wasn't the easiest thing. If you didn't live with your parents, there was nobody there to take care of the kids. So I stayed home. 
Don't tell me that I didn't have intuition because I was male. Don't tell me I didn't have that special connection. As a matter of fact, my wife went through hell after the delivery of our son and went through a great postpartum issue. And during that entire process, I was the one who was taking care of our son and formed a very special bond with him, even till today. So it has nothing to do with the fact that it's a mother that we're trying to honor. We're trying to remember the most important aspects of who we are as beings, and we have chosen, and the inspiration is said, oh, the, uh, the mother, without recognizing that it's the mother within all of us that we're trying to remember. Everything external in our world is to help us remember and understand who we are internally. Your soul still does not have a gender, but it does have a nurturing, creative, emotional, intuitive side to it. And so honoring the physical mother in the physical world is supposed to help us remember that. It's not supposed to make you depressed because you were a woman and you lost a child and now you didn't have a chance of mothering, or there was something biologically wrong with you and you couldn't mother. That is not what Mother's Day is about, just like any of the holidays. And you constantly see posted on Facebook, oh, remember people, remember those people who don't have anything and we have everything. It's such a nonsensical thought of altruism to remind everybody of those who are suffering. We don't need to remind those who are suffering that they are suffering by posting and reminding everybody else of those who are suffering. That's like telling the person, oh, don't pay attention to the fact that she doesn't have any legs. Yeah, she doesn't have any legs. Just the mere fact alone that you're paying attention to it in order to remind us not to pay attention to it and focus on it. That's like thinking you're altruistic because you're not going to notice color in people. Well, do you treat blacks differently? Well, I don't notice color. I just know they're people, which is a very unconscious racist remark. If you don't notice a person's color, please go to a doctor. Chances are there is something wrong with your vision and you are colored blind. We created color purposely to notice and appreciate the different colors of our lives. It's why a prism breaks down white light. We would be completely bored with white light if there wasn't a prism showing us what that light is really made of. We would be completely bored with life if there was only one color. We would be completely bored with life if there was only one gender or one sexual preference or orientation. So, so the point is that we need to not worry because people, women who have not been able to have children, lost children, are still mothers. There is still the mother in that person's soul and heart, and she still can nurture and intuit and create and feel 
And therefore, with all those aspects, she is an automatic mother. She is a mother to herself. She is a mother to anybody else she helps to take care of. Biology alone does not make you a mother. Biology doesn't make you a mother. Giving birth to a child doesn't make you a mother. It makes you a physical being that procreated. It's what you do with those traits and with that child now and with others that makes you a mother. A father can be just as mothering as he can be fathering. Now, does that mean that there isn't a deprivation if the two aren't around? Yeah. However, I know very successful same-sex marriages that are raising beautiful, loving, wonderful children because they've learned how to add and include both sides both the left brain and the right brain. So in fact, that child is not missing out examples of what it is to be both masculine and feminine, what both the masculine traits may be, what the feminine traits may be, the divine feminine, the divine masculine. It's an equal balance then. They're not losing out on that. So this Mother's Day, which is Sunday, I honor all people. I particularly, now, now, now understand this, mothers. I'm not taking anything away from you because your souls chose this lifetime to come in to be mothers to remind us of who we are. Just as Jesus came down and incarnated as, as the Christ in order to remind us who we are in our connection to the divine, souls came down to choose to be mothers to remind us of that most important part of who we are as beings, as souls, because we get caught up in life. So I'm not dishonoring a mother I'm honoring the souls now, not just the mothers of those souls, but the souls themselves for choosing that journey, for choosing that journey. As next month, we'll honor the souls who chose the journey to be fathers, to remind us of our divine masculine, the other side of who we are, all are. That's what the holidays are for. They always are to celebrate every aspect of who we are. And as long as we divided ourselves into different philosophies and concepts and understandings, we need different celebrations and reminders of each of those concepts, but never forgetting to bring them all together. Even the 4th of July, even the Day of Independence for America is a celebration to remind us each, every being from here and all over the world of who we are. And we'll talk about that come July, which seems to be right around the corner for goodness sakes.
So remember that. And one of the ways you can honor the mother with inside yourself is pay attention and honor your own intuition, your own inner voice. What is your inner voice telling you? Okay, um, I, I was just told to bring up the subject of why is it so common for parents when they get divorced, for the fathers to disconnect from the children if there is a special bond between fathers and children? Why is it that when children come into the world with some disability, that there tends to be a separation between father and child, but not mother and child. Why is a mother willing to raise a disabled child and a father not necessarily? Those are good questions. And they tend to, to, to seem to be evidence that there is a special bond between a mother and a child. Again, I am not saying that there isn't a bond, but I am not going to credit mother's intuition as the reason for that bond. It's all mental. It's all choice. And it's all about love. It's all about love. Love empowers us to make any connection. So therefore, why can a father step away? Statistically, yes, I'm sorry, men. Statistically, if you look it up, and that's, and that's not necessarily recently, okay? Those aren't recent statistics. They haven't done enough research or surveys now to find out how many fathers do stay around and keep themselves involved. I mean, certainly I'm on the phone with women who are asking me, what should I do? My husband is trying to gain full custody of our children, and I want to have part in it. There's been a lot more of that that I've heard than in earlier years. And certainly in earlier years, it was always about the mother getting control of the children. Why is that? What happens? Well, that's actually fairly easy, and it is all about love. And it is all about how we've socialized, right? We still look at the woman as being weaker than the male. And the proof of that is a divorce. Is a divorce. It had had... And again, I'm using past evidence, not current evidence. In the past, the woman kept control of the house because she was going to be the major influence with the children, because she would have to stay there with the children so that the children can continue with school. And alimony and child support comes mostly on the part of the father because he supposedly was the breadwinner. Of course, those roles have changed. I know a lot of mothers who stepped away and they are paying child support, but for the most part, it's been the father. Okay, so now you put that responsibility on the father, you've separated from his home. Because the children are going to school and the father doesn't live there anymore, he might be able to see the kids on weekends, but because most agreements are not amicable, the mother winds up being able to spend more time and the father gets every other weekends and maybe Wednesdays and something like that. Now, I'm not siding with the male at all. This is truth. I work with them all the time. I have my best friend wind up divorcing from his wife 
and they lived in two different areas, but the mother lived with the child because the mother was closer to the school and stayed in that home, even though she went out, got another apartment, and they sold the home so that they can split the, the money between them, of course. So he was living in one area, and the only place that he could live was further from the school, so it made more sense that his son stayed with his ex-wife. There starts the split. And then the school and the way we've socialized it, the school gets caught in the middle. They don't know who to call when there's a problem. They call the mother first because she's the one closest. And then the father has to find out that the mother was called. All this nonsensical socialized issues come about that separate the father. Now the father is part-time. Now the father hardly hears anything, but he gets to take his son to McDonald's on weekends when he gets to see him. And it hurts him. And he had a bond with his son that broke his heart. It was more painful to know that he would not be living with his son every single day, that every single day that he was done with work, he would be coming home and seeing his son. It broke his heart not to continue that experience. And he did everything he could to maintain that connection. And then, of course, because of the way of the world and the way we've become, she fought it tooth and nail. She kept coming up with excuses as to why he shouldn't be involved because she was bruised and hurt and angered. And so she retaliates. And the children always come in the middle of that. And the fathers are dealing with the pain of that. So what is the best resort? Well, exactly what my friend did moved to another state to pursue what he thought was a different dream, and now he's completely uninvolved because he could not deal with the pain and the heartache. Remember I told you the two most important goals of the brain, the human brain, is to keep you alive and to protect you in order to keep you alive. And I told you about the different choices that the brain makes in order to protect you physically. And there's different choices the brain makes and creates in order to protect you emotionally. And when you are experiencing a tremendous amount of pain, your brain will separate you from that pain as best it can. And each and every one of you who are coming up with, oh, well, he shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have done this. Think of how many times you are not connected to your own emotions because they're too painful. And so you've suppressed them. And now they're coming out in your physical life. Think of all the things you've not manifested in your life because you believe something completely different than what you are admitting. So don't say and don't criticize or judge people's choices and their defense mechanisms because you're doing the same thing. So yes, so that comment was about why fathers are the ones. It has nothing to do with their lack of connection with their children. It has to do with their pain. And the same story goes with a disabled child. It's always expected that a child stay with its mother. Even the courts lean in that direction. Only lately it's been changing. So if you want to know why men act the way they do sometimes, think. Think about how they're treated. Think about how each society and culture is treated and why they act the way they act. Think about why the blacks may be supposedly over-responding 
to all of these trials of police officers or stuff like that. Think of the way they've been treated. Think of the way any culture has been treated. Think of the Asians that have to be petrified now and the way they've been treated. So our defense mechanisms get in the way and it's again all about us. So Sunday, take the time to honor the mother. Take the time to honor those who are mothers who've chosen to come in to remind us of our right brain gifts and what our major connections are to the world and the universe and source and spirit itself. The intuition, the nurturing, the emotions, the creativity of who we are, who we all are. Honor that and enjoy Mother's Day. Honor women if you are not associated. If your mother is deceased, honor her anyway because she's still around. She's, her soul is still around remembering you as her child. Honor the choices that she made in life, even if she might not have been so great. She tried. Maybe um, she fulfilled your soul contract. Honor that. Honor those who are mothers that you know of and honor the mother within you. I want to thank you for joining me today. We are at the end of the hour. Please hang on and continue to listen to Unity Online Radio. We have incredible hosts. We've got Kelly Sullivan Walden coming up, Dream Doctor, as well as Temple Hayes after that, as well as Diane Ray. So, so hang around. I'll see you next week. We're going to be talking more about this intuitive stuff. This is Vincent Jenna and the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Have a fabulous week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.